Hey gang, Melissa Hanalt here with the Burnout to All Out podcast. I'm a mom of three corporate burnout that built a secondary six figure income around my nine to five with little kids. This set me free and allowed me to fire my boss and pursue my wildest dreams. It took grit, persistence, and belief but now operating multiple six-figure businesses as an online entrepreneur and business coach, I have become a serial entrepreneur with a passion to inspire more burnouts to take the leap and go all out and live out their dreams. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring all-out guests, lifestyle business tips and tools to empower you to take the leap from burnout employee to all-out entrepreneur, making your passion your paycheck. If this mom of three corporate burnout can go all out, so can you. This might be my favorite episode yet. Lessons you can learn from a 96-year-old woman. Today, I'm going to recap for you guys some of the amazing lessons and legacy that my grandmother is leaving behind with what she's taught me through her own actions. I hope you guys enjoy. So today is a fairly quick but powerful episode as we embark on my grandmother's 96th birthday. Her birthday is on Saturday, and I have not seen her since before last March. There was a moment during quarantine I thought I may never see her again, and it really saddened me because I've had some major, major, major downloads this year, giving myself space and time to journal really about how impactful she's been in my life, what a legacy she's leaving behind. And so I can't think of a more timely time to work through this episode than right before I go see her, because I'm actually going to bring this content to her and share with her my life's lessons of being a part of her life. Um, If you go back and listen to my first episode, I spent a good part of my life with my grandmother, my mother and I, from about the age of 13 to 18, 19 years old, we lived with her. And so she's, you know, she's been hugely, hugely impactful and a huge part of my life. So what I'm going to do in this episode is actually share with you about 13 different topics and things that I have learned from my 90, almost six year old grandmother about life. And I hope that you guys can enjoy this. And if any of this resonates with you, you know, I encourage you to go to your elderly And take the time to thank them for the lessons in life they've given you because there's no bigger impact and legacy than what you leave behind. And I think that our elderly population, we don't really take the time. We're so busy that we don't take the time to acknowledge and really share the impact that they've made on our lives and the gratitude that we have. So here's the thing. Here's some things I've learned about this woman in retrospect. In retrospect, I realize she was a progressive woman for her times. And if you listen to some of the lessons I've learned from her and think back to the fact that she is 96 years old and lived through the depression, through the women's rights movement, and you hear some of the things she's overcome and the things that she's done, you know, she's just the woman I knew as my grandmother. And maybe, you know, part of the reason I can 
really attribute my success is to the example that she set. I knew no boundaries because she showed no boundaries in life. So here's the thing. The number one thing I've learned from my grandmother is that she started every day with her Bible. Every day. How many of you guys remember those Bibles? They probably still have them where you read the Bible in a year. And she would just get the new version of that every single year and go back to Genesis and get started from the first chapter. And the thing I gathered from that, number one, is that you're never too knowledgeable about scripture and how it applies to your life because there are so many seasons in life and boy, did she have multiple seasons. And as you go through those seasons, different parts of the scripture really resonate with you and other times of life, maybe they don't. Right. So that is, you know, that is my, my lesson number one with that. And then the lesson number two with that was just the daily devotion of starting her morning with a conversation with her higher being, right? Her soul source and making that a, you know, a no, no holds bar routine every single day, her Bible and her coffee in her pajamas every single day. And her tithing of 10% monthly to the church every single month without missing a, a beat. And you know, it's interesting. Some may argue that it's easier the more money you make. Some would argue it's actually harder to give 10% the more money you make because when you make a million dollars, that's $100,000 you're passing away. But my grandmother lived a, ultimately lived a very, rich and healthy and wealthy life. And she never stopped giving to the church at that 10% above and beyond every single month. Okay. Number two, what I learned from my grandmother is to never stop learning, evolving, and growing. She reinvented herself so many times she became a flight attendant at a very young age. She was just about 18 to 19 years old as a flight attendant, which was a very unheard of kind of risky job from coming from a small town in Tennessee and telling her family, I'm going to become a jet setter. I'm jumping on planes. I'm traveling and I'm going to be a flight attendant. It was her exposure, her initial exposure to the rest of the United States was by plane. And I think it probably really opened her eyes. She also capitalized on the opportunity during World War II for women to go to college and to fill the gaps and get some education that likely otherwise would not have happened. And she became a drafts woman, I guess you would call it, a drafts man, a drafts woman. And that served her well later in life when she got into real estate. She also, not only did she have five children in seven years, so I'm going to say that one more time, she had five children in seven years. She also really jumped in and helped my grandfather launch what became a multi-million dollar international business. And it started on their front porch with the kids back in the day before stamps had stickers, you had to lick them. And my mom will tell stories of sitting on the porch with just boxes and boxes of mail with boxes and boxes of stamps, licking and sticking and licking and sticking and getting that business going, right? She also got her pilot's license, you guys. No, you know, mind you, she had five kids. 
They all grew up. She reared them. And then she got her freaking pilot's license while some of her kids were still teenagers. My mom tells the story of her flying because my grandfather had a plane. And that's probably one of the reasons she got her private, her pilot's license. She was flying them to Myrtle Beach, which is, you know, it's a couple hours from where they grew up. And she got lost. She got lost over the ocean. (laughs) What a life experience. My mom remembers her really maydaying and like um, radioing in to have someone come up into the air, find them and then escort them down. But I just can't imagine being any more fearless than that. Packing up your kids, putting them on a plane and taking them to the beach. And by the way, keeping your cool when you're totally lost in the air, right? Like cool as a cucumber. Okay, what else? She got into real estate. She ended up divorced at the age of 50. We'll get into that in a bit. But she got into real estate learning, you know, she came from a a marriage where there was a, you know, a very successful business, there was a lot of money that was had to be kind of split up. And what a wise woman she was to really get into real estate and purchase properties to create that income producing asset, that passive income for herself in her fifties and sixties. Okay. So that's a little bit, that's number two, never stop learning. Number three is a big one, big one. Don't hold grudges. Lesson from a 96 year old. Don't hold grudges. Here's the thing. She raised five children in seven years. She had five children. And here's the thing. She supported those. She was a stay-at-home mom, if you will. She raised these children while this business was growing and growing and growing with my grandfather, ultimately went international. My grandfather was jet-setting on planes, trains, automobiles. He was gone all the time. And, you know, he ended up in a, a bad bout of alcoholism and adultery. And my grandmother knew a lot of this was going on. And, you know, I've got to give it to her that, you know, she did what she felt she needed to do to continue and move along with the family and get the kids reared and off to college and educated. But at that point, when that last child was up and gone, they got a divorce. And here's the thing I'll go back to with don't hold grudges. Till the day my grandfather died, the two of them were still the dearest of friends. I guess when you raise five children together, you launch a business together and you spend nearly, well, you know, a couple of decades together, it's better off being amicable than not. I'll never forget many years. My grandfather would fly in for the holidays with his new wife and my grandmother would pick them up from the airport (laughs) and bring them to the Christmas parties. So when I say don't hold grudges, I'm talking like no grudges and going about her life and living the best version of her life and not being spiteful or hateful. Yeah. Another one, self-care should be a priority. Now I'm probably sounding a little bit like myself and maybe this is where I get it from. You know, I remember when I lived with her, I lived at the bottom floor of the house and there was a pool in the backyard And every morning after her Bible study, every morning, she'd get that swim cap on. She'd plop into the pool and start doing laps. Not only would she do laps, she'd grab the diving board and do chin-ups. She'd do pull-ups in the water. She'd go over to the steps and she'd do push-ups. 
And this was in her 50s, 60s, and 70s. You know, I watched her take care of herself. Again, faith first, then her health every single morning, every single morning. The other thing I witnessed was hydration. This may sound silly, but guys, I'm telling you, the woman had a cup of water every where she went with a slice of lemon in it. This is before we knew that really helped keep your body alkaline. She would have a cup of ice water with like an insulated cup and she'd bring it to bed with a straw. I, I, I distinctly remember these things. You probably remember some of these things about your own grandmother. So staying hydrated keeps you healthy to the eight ripe old age of 96, right? And, and this is something I didn't witness, but stories that my aunts and uncles would tell me is that with those five kids under seven, and you talk about self-care, there was a moment every afternoon where my grandmother would lock herself in her bathroom for 20 or 30 minutes and do her hair, put on her makeup, put on some bright red lipstick and come out fashionable and beautiful. She refused to just be a frumpy stay at home mom, but was glamorous by the time her husband came home and through the door. So just that self-respect, even though she was home with all those kids. Okay. Number five lessons learned from a 96 year old travel the world at all cost. It's a massive education for you and for your family. My grandmother and grandfather together have just seen the world and made it a priority for their kids to travel too. As a matter of fact, this kind of brings me into my next topic, but where we grew up in the South, where my parents grew up in the South, it was a big thing for this thing called the debutante, which is where your parents, if they're affluent, they dump a ton of money into these huge parties. And it's kind of a coming out party of your your daughters who are of age becoming kind of adult teenagers. This is where, you know, my grandmother really cared less about status. And this is like a whole nother lesson. You know, she cared less about status and more about substance in life. And they made an offer to their girls. They had four girls and one boy. And they basically said, look, my grandmother said, we can have a debutante party for you or we can take that money and then throw the idea of a debutante party in the trash. Who cares? It's a waste of money. And we'd rather take that money and take you and one best friend to Sweden for two weeks. And let me tell you that all of their teenagers opted for the trip to Sweden as teenagers. Can you imagine heading to Sweden with your five kids and their best friends? So that makes 10 teenagers off to Sweden and footing the bill and foregoing a, what was thought of as, you know, a must do thing in the South for prominent families, a debutante party. And this is just where I just love that my grandmother really set the expectation with her children. Again, number one, care less about status and care more about substance in life. And number two, travel the world at all costs, right? So, so cool. Such a good lesson. Okay. Hey, hey you. Yeah, you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I wanted to interrupt for a quick second to fill you in on what's up in the LinkedIn Academy this month, along with all the modules and workshops that I've put together to condense the time it will take to help you 10x your business. I've recently had three incredible world-renowned guest speakers inside the academy exclusively 
coaching students to level up in their mindset. What's happening is the students are not only creating the business they've always wanted, but they're having shifts in their mindset at the same time to live their best life possible. Head to my website, livethefreelife.co and click the LinkedIn Method Academy to learn more. Next thing I learned, topic number seven from a 96-year-old is have fun always. Have fun always. We have this great photo of my grandmother when she's about 60, where she had this go-kart at the house. And when we would come visit as kids, we could ride that go-kart around. And I love this photo of her where she's actually in the go-kart, whipping it around, just showcasing, you know, her zest for life and fun. And when we talk about having fun always, you know, they had this house that was just set up for having parties and entertaining, just always having friends over, always laughing, huge family gatherings, obviously with five siblings. And then everyone started having grandkids. The parties were so much fun, so loud, just a cacophony of just chaos. So again, just have fun, have fun at all costs. Let your hair down, include and have people over. All right, number eight, this is a good one. This is a product of, you know, being in the recession or not the recession, the depression. My grandmother had a philosophy that you waste nothing. You waste nothing. Here, this woman, you know, had millions of dollars and she would not waste a thing. So for instance, let's say a recipe called for oatmeal cookies, raisin oatmeal cookies. And she didn't have any raisins, but she had some dried up craisins from a year ago. What do you think she'd do? Homegirl would drop the craisins in there. You know, we'd come home and smell fresh baked cookies and she'd be like, surprise, I made some cookies. And you'd bite in and you'd be like, oh, wow, that's not a raisin. It's a craisin, right? Like she just didn't waste anything. There was a bag of shrimp that the neighbor's dog brought to the house one day when I was a teenager and the shrimp was still frozen. My grandmother, a child of the depression, even though she had millions in the bank, thawed that shrimp out and served it to us. She cooked it and she served it to us because she wastes nothing. Talk about coupons too. Boy, was she a coupon cutter, clipper, whatever you wanna call it. Number nine, know where your money is always, always. My grandmother loved balancing her checkbook to the very penny. It was an exercise I actually loved to watch her do every, at the end of every month, it was a game for her to make sure she could get down to the penny, a balanced checkbook. And she also taught me a little bit about money when I bought my first car, new car, as a college grad, a Jeep Wrangler, I'll never forget. I took out a loan from the bank. And, you know, here's the thing. It was all about lessons, but my grandmother was also about profit. And so she proposed to me. She said, look, I will loan you the remainder of the balance of your car, and I will charge you a lesser interest rate than the bank but I'm still going to charge you. And so she saved me a lot of money and interest by refinancing through her, yet she still made money because she charged me interest and she had an interest calculator and she loved doing the math 
and coming up with and calculating my car payments. I These are life lessons, guys, on compounding interest and interest in general and lo- money and loans, right? Coming from an affluent family, she could have easily just stroked the check and said, congratulations, your car is paid for. But what type of lesson would that have given me versus a lesson in interest and responsibility and paying it off, right? But gratitude of saving a little bit of money on interest by going through her instead of the bank. Okay, lesson number 10, make your money work harder for you than you worked for it. You guys hear me say that sometimes, but when she got divorced, she got into real estate real fast. And she got into some investment properties that to this day, she gets rent checks from and she lives off of it. So it definitely has my ear and I turned to investment properties my husband and I are looking at now because there's no better way to take the money you have and invest it in a way that's going to create a residual or passive income for you on a monthly basis. Lesson number 11, she's always been there for her children when her children needed her, but she's always created a lesson out of it too, right? So what do I mean by that? When my mom went through a really tough time and she got divorced and she couldn't afford to live on her own, my grandmother was more than happy to have her in her home, but she didn't let her just freeload, okay? She charged her rent. She charged her a portion of the utilities. She charged her a portion of the phone bill. You know, she didn't break the bank on my mother, but she created some financial responsibility within reason, right? And this is what I love about my grandmother is she had a heart of gold, but she also wanted to make sure there was always a lesson in place. Just so freaking wise. Okay. Lesson number 12 is have fun with fashion, be fashion forward and care less about what others think about you, right? My grandmother, because they traveled a lot, she'd pick up the craziest outfits, the most vibrant colors, you know, the hardwood, like Dutch clogging shoes. She'd bring them home and wear them around. And I mean, even as a child, I remember getting into her dressing room and just playing with all these fun clothes, right? And that really just goes back to her caring less about what others thought of her and being her own trendsetter, right? Just incredible. It makes me think, I wonder what her mother was like and how she created this mindset. And here's the thing, I haven't told like her whole story, but after divorce, she got remarried. And that husband actually ended up dying. He, uh, her second husband ended up, he had a really bad stroke and got really frustrated with life because he could no longer tell funny jokes and be the charismatic guy that he was. And he ultimately took his own life. My grandmother has had ups and downs and I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I was there when he died. I was there when he committed suicide. I lived in the house. I saw the grief. I saw the pain, but she always recovered. She always recovered and rebounded and knew that God had her back, her relentless devotion and communication to him on a daily basis. Um, She always rebounded and landed on traveling all the time. Even after the death of her second husband, she went on these cruises for elderly people and she was constantly making friends and just being a stranger to no one, What's bring, which brings me to my last little pearl of wisdom from her, is being a stranger to no one. She really implemented in her entire family and was taught to me growing up unconditional 
love and acceptance for all colors, all nationalities. My family was raised not seeing a color on skin. And part of that was because of my grandmother's mentality, even though she had five children of her own, she always had foreign exchange students in the house. She always had foreign exchange students in the house. And she also always invited the local university international kids over to their house for the holidays. And so she just always had a, just a loud, fun, chaotic house, right? And was a stranger to no one, was a stranger to no one. There was always big groups welcome in the house for year upon year upon year. Every time we had family gatherings, there'd always be some new person who was a complete stranger to most of us who was welcomed into the house because that's the way my grandmother operated. And, you know, just being a stranger to no one, you know, and encouraging us to be curious and ask questions and try new things. When I lived with my grandmother in my teenage years, the foreign exchange students who had stayed with her as teenagers would come back to visit as adults and cook the most amazing Thai meals. There was just always an explosion of cuisine in the house because she was so open and connected to different cultures between travel and exchange students. Just a broadened perspective on life in this world. Gosh, such a fun reflection, you guys, as I'm really getting excited to see her later this week. You know, she had her own ups and downs in life, but a constant every day, every month, every year has been her relationship with God and her open mind and acceptance to new opportunities in life. You know, she was very wise and good with her money and in her investments and her health. And if you think about the age she is and the generations that she grew up in, she was very progressive, somewhat of a risk taker, not somewhat. Let's say she was a risk taker. She's shown me there's more good in the world than there is bad and that you make life what you want of it. And you need to care less about what others think of you and more about the impact you can make to the legacy that you leave behind. And that God always, always has your back. And be fearless. You never know what's on the backside of leaping through that fear and faith, that there's goodness on the other side. So I'll just summarize and say that, you know, her communication to God and her legacy of impact that she's leaving behind to me, these two things have been so impactful that I just hope that I can duplicate this with my family. The just creating this mindset, this openness, this love, this generosity, but discipline all at the same time while being fearless and having fun. I love my Grammy. Can't wait to see her on Saturday. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you listen and you love it, let me know. Come find me at the Burnout to All Out Facebook page and share with me lessons you've learned from your grandparents along the way and the legacy that they're leaving behind and let them know. Fill their heart with gratitude and happiness for the impact they're making on your life and the legacy they're leaving behind. Thanks for listening to the Burnout to All Out podcast. 
for free resources, materials, or information on my coaching services, go ahead over to livethefreelife.co. That's livethefreelife.co. Or check out our Facebook community at Burnout to All Out. And make sure you follow Burnout to All Out on Spotify and subscribe to iTunes. And it would truly mean the world to me if you paused for just a second gave me that five-star review of the show and be sure to share this episode with any burnouts you think would be inspired to go all out after hearing this episode.